What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Emma Follow here on Spark Talk. And today we have our week nine predictions as well as some news and uh, our players of the week and top five teams as of last week. So, Wyatt, I'm gonna st- or do you want to start with the uh, top five? Yeah, we'll start with the top five real quick. All right. So, I'll just go, f- I'll just go real quick. My top five teams are the same as last week. Number five is Minnesota. Number four is Green Bay. Number three is New Orleans. Number two is San Francisco. And number one is, of course, the Dolphins. Yeah. I mean, the, the Patriots. Uh, number five, I can make the worst. We can do that if we want to. Huh? The top worst. I'm not doing bottom, that. Yeah, the bottom five. All right. So, <laughs> number five is Baltimore. Number four is Green Bay. Number three is New Orleans. Number two is San Francisco. And number one is New England. Yeah, I mean, I feel like... I feel like there's right now there's, I'd say legit five or six teams that are Super Bowl like legit Super Bowl contenders. Everybody else right now is just buying to barely make the playoffs. And this week right now we have some big implications as far as games go. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I think like uh, yeah, this this might be one of those years where you see a team like uh, let's go with Detroit or. Or, uh, yeah, like Detroit make the Super Bowl. And you're just like, what? I feel like it's going to be one of those years where, like, it's just so top-heavy that one of those bottom teams are going to sneak like sneak up. Like, maybe even Philadelphia does it this year uh, with, with, way, with the way the record is right now. Uh, it's going to be a weird – it's going to be, like, a weird because it's so top-heavy, and the top-heavy teams just might eat each other. And, and – uh, Kind of just a story and wear each other down to the point where they uh, they don't have enough against some of those teams in the playoffs, and we we might start getting that. Now New England on the other hand doesn't face anybody except for like Baltimore and uh, maybe Kansas City or Kansas City at the end. So yeah. they, they got lucky this season, but yeah. uh, it's all about playoff though. Yeah, it's all about how you perform there, and they always perform. Yeah. Uh, so, who is your offensive player of the week from last week? All right. So, my offensive player is uh, Drew Brees. Uh, first game back from injury. Uh, 34 for 43, 373 yards, three touchdowns, and had a quarterback rating of 116.4. Okay. My offensive player of the week is Tevin Coleman. 105 rush yards, three touchdowns, and 9.5 yards per carry average, which is just insane. And then he also threw in, or also had one receiving uh, touchdown as well. Yeah, they. Uh, I think Tevin Coleman, for what Kyle Shanahan loves to do in that running scheme and that and that type of offense, he fits perfectly. Um, just being like one a one cut type of back, mm-hmm. and just being very explosive um, through the hole. Yeah, and just you know, anytime he touches the ball, I mean, he's. I mean, I think that's that's a big thing with the Falcons are missing this year. They don't have a one-two punch in those guys. I mean, Freeman and Coleman were so great off of each other, mm-hmm. and a lot of that was due to Kyle Shanahan being there. And now with and we saw how good Ke- uh, Tevin Coleman was with Kyle Shanahan. Now him as the starting back for the most part, mm-hmm. you know, back from injury, coming back and uh, he's performing and well. getting there. Yeah, he's performing great. So yeah. who's your defensive player of the week? My defensive player of the week was Joey Bosa. Uh, kind of just like uh, I could go with Nick, uh, but I decided to go with Joey because I feel like his thing was more impactful in a sense in the overall scheme of things because San Francisco blew them out. Okay. Uh, 
But Joey Bosa, two sacks, three tackles for loss, and seven total tackles and solo. So he kind of just game-wrecked the whole game. And he kind of uh, inadvertently forced Trubisky to drop the ball there, and then Melvin Ingram uh, scooped it. So, <laughs> Yeah, my defense player of the week is his brother, Nick Bosa. Four tackles, three sacks, three tackles for loss, one pass deflection, and uh, one interception. Yeah. I just felt like he was a huge part in the reason they, of why they blew him out. But, yeah, I mean – both those guys had incredible games this week. Yeah, uh, it's crazy that both of them were named Defense Players of the Week for respective conferences. Yeah. So, uh... Is that in the... In, uh, was that, like, by NFL? Yeah, by NFL. That's crazy. <laughs> All right, so... Get on some news? Yep. All right, so first bit of news is... Uh, Baker being Baker and Bakerini Bakerine things up again. So, uh... Let's say again to a reporter... Uh, I think just kind of over, yeah, I mean, it, like, then, it, it seems like they're just not, it's that, basically that caring if they win or lose, and he got upset and everything, but I think every, and like, he, and then like he stormed out of the meeting, or the media press conference, mm-hmm. and, yeah, that, uh, I think that shows a lot of where the season gone, has gone. And they're all, they just might be, like, a top-ten pick this year and then try to do something next year and get, like, a best offensive lineman prospect. Maybe. Because there's – I don't know if they're saving the season. Uh, this is, like, when your quarterbacks uh, can't – like, we've seen with Cam Newton, when your quarterback reacts this way in tough situations, uh, kind of deflects and kind of uh, – doesn't look at himself and say, yes, I'm the reason we lost this game. Uh, it comes about to bite you and your team, and it has. I don't think Baker Mayfield's looking at himself. He's looking at other things. He's looking at Freddie Kitchens. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's very similar, but in like a reverse role to uh, Nagy and, and uh, with Chicago, where uh, Freddie Kitchens is taking all the blame for Baker, uh, Nagy taking, or Teresa K- taking all the blame for Nagy. But it's it's both it's both the quarterback and the head coach's fault on both the situations. Both of them mess up. Both of them have not been good, and both of them have have to step up their game if they want to even salvage their season or not not get replaced next off season. Mm-hmm. So there there has to be some uh, rebuilding here within this week from mm-hmm. Baker, and it doesn't help that he tweeted to defend himself that's where i got with uh deflecting he's mm-hmm. not saying yes i'm the issue here uh, i probably shouldn't get mad at the reporter now he's deflecting it onto the reporter and saying hey if it was the reporter's fault he should never ask me a question like that it's his job to i'm sorry it's his job he, he's doing he, he's supposed to do that uh just don't get just don't get up in your uh pants about it and uh, storm off like you're like a five year old girl or something. So it's I think it's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I guess the thing is I don't like to make too much of a too much of a big deal out of these types of things because we're all human. Like we're all gonna get upset and like mm-hmm. I mean, but then again, as the franchise or as the face of the franchise, being the guy, being the quarterback, being the number one overall pick that they took you last year. You have to carry yourself different. 
you have to be able to fight through the questions. You have to be able to just answer them and just get it over with and just go back to work and get better and focus on the next game. What I, I mean, and we've said it all season, I think Baker's focused on everything else but football. He's focused on commercials. He's focused on endorsement deals. He's focused on getting extra money somewhere else. I don't think he's focused at all right now on being the quarterback of the Cleveland Browns. Mm-hmm. And I think that shows in his game. Yeah. I mean, I think, yes, Freddie Kitchens is not doing a great job this year, in my opinion. But also, yeah, their offensive line is pretty trash. It's, I mean, Baker's always under pressure. And he's not playing well. I mean, he's, I don't think he's reading defense as well. I don't think he's throwing good balls. I don't think he's put, having good ball placement. Like, just everything. Yeah. I just don't – I mean, he's regressed from rookie year. Because last year I thought he was like – you saw right, he, what he was he, capable of and he, you saw – has potential to be one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Yeah, he was accurate. I mean, he was on point. He was quick with it. He was he was smart about it. And you're like, okay, I, I can get this. Like, Browns are going to be. And then they get Odell, and, every, and the hype train got way too much. Mm-hmm. Um, just like when the Eagles had that team back, in like, what, 2010 or 11 or whatever um, it was? Yeah, the Nami, dream team? Nami awesome. Uh, I wonder what happened. I don't even look what up. What happened to him? That man was like off. one of the best corners in the league. And, and he just fell off. Disappeared. Uh, I think injuries had due part with it, if I remember correctly. Uh, and then he had, I don't know why people got so hyped about Vince Young going there. Like Vince Young. Because it was Vince Young and Michael Vick. Like they had both of them. And then Vince Young coined the, the term dream team. And everybody, and they were awful. Just like this. I mean, everybody declared the Cleveland Browns Super Bowl contenders. They're going to the Super Bowl. When the Browns have never proven anything. Yeah, no. And now that. You know, Are they proven that they were an up and coming team and yeah. might do something next year? Yeah. Well, adding a receiver doesn't do much, and adding a average pass rusher and Olivier Vernon doesn't do that much. And then getting rid of your best offensive lineman. Yep. That that yes, that, that, that hurts more than adding Odell. Yeah. Uh, then Odell helps. I'm sorry, but receivers aren't that important in the scheme of things. Uh, offensive linemen are. Yep. And. We've seen with the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs have one of the better offensive lines in the league when they're healthy. Mm-hmm. Like, I know when they're hurt, yeah, they're pretty bad. But when they're healthy, and then oh, who are the, well, who are the, the receivers? Colts. Look at the Colts right now. Exactly, the uh, Colts. The, the big... Colts, he, he, they've almost, like, tripled, or they, they probably would, like, triple Jacoby Brissett's wins uh, by the end of this year from his first year starting full, as a full starter. Yeah. They'll probably triple his wins. And that's due to offensive line play. Uh, what is it? Y'all went, we got four or three wins? Four and 12. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's a possibility the Colts could go between 11 and 12 wins this year. Yeah. Um, uh, I can see it happen. Or just maybe, yeah, like 10, like increase it by six or uh, two and a half uh, wins. So, offensive line is a huge, huge portion in any game in, uh, in the NFL. And when you don't have it, it eats at you because. You're thinking we should be playing better, but the offensive line is not giving you enough time. It's just the way Sam Donald's playing in, in, yeah. New, in New York. His offensive line is absolutely and atrocious. It spe- and it speeds up your clock, and then you make poor decisions because you're just trying to get out fast. Yeah, and, you're scared. Like uh, like Sam Donald said, you're seeing ghosts. Like I mean, you're back there, and guys like, uh, aren't even back there near you, and you're s- trying to escape the pocket. Yeah, Jay Cutler, I think, I think it's a prime example where I think at the NFC Championship, we didn't, we just didn't draft well. We didn't. Uh, it's not yeah. resigned an offensive lineman that uh, we needed as a Bears fan, and he got sacked the most in the league for a good yeah. three to four years, and then you kind of see him start to regress a and little he, bit. And just got tired of yeah playing getting, football, getting hit, yeah, and, yeah. I mean, and uh, it happens. Yeah, so 
they need. I think first and foremost, it's the offensive line issue, maybe the head coaching issue, and see where we're out next year with Baker. And if Baker doesn't improve next year, they gotta get off him. They, they gotta get off him. Uh, we'll move on to uh, Trent Williams. Uh, failed his physical. Uh, he f- failed his physical, but it was due to helmet issues. Helmet issues. Yeah. Uh, did not pass physical because of discomfort with his helmet. So he probably, he's probably trying his best not to play this year. I think that's what the case is. He's uh, just he, gonna, this just happened. Uh, that happened uh, yesterday, uh, Wednesday. So that's what I'm saying like just happened. Like, so this is like yeah. This was after he said he's coming back to play. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, wow. and he's just. I don't think he wants to play. I don't blame him either. Like when you mess up a like cancer or tumor diagnosis, like what? Like, Is that what it was? Yeah. Like come on. Like I don't. I don't blame him at all. And then he had to so get like they, triple check it. Did they it, say he had a tumor? I want to say they did. And, and he didn't. Yeah, and he didn't. And he had to, like keep checking it just to double check and make sure that the the NFL. Training staff wasn't that stupid, and they were. Yeah. And uh, he's very upset with them. Uh, yeah, he has no trust between them, yeah. Yeah, and that's the big issue here, and he just doesn't want to play with them. He's injured again. They might misdiagnose a torn ACL. For, like, he doesn't trust them. If he tears his ACL, they might just say, oh, it's a sprain, and he goes out and plays on it and can end his career. Yeah. Uh, it's... Uh, I, don't, uh, I don't blame you for this. Uh, they should have traded him. I don't know why they didn't. It's probably the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Was well, Washington though? So I feel for Washington fans out there, I'm sorry for you. But I you're... mean, like I don't blame him because Trent Richardson is or Trent Richardson. That's not a good uh, comparison. Trent Williams is, if you know, you could argue he's the best off like left tackle in the game of football. I mean, that's a very strong argument. I mean, he's he's been to what seven Pro Bowls in uh, in eight seasons or something. Yeah. Um, or seven, he might be. It might be seven Pro Bowl seven seasons. Yeah. But regardless, I mean, like this guy will probably be a future Hall of Famer. He's absolutely incredible. Um, he he takes the offensive line from being meh to like actually pretty pretty dang good. And you know, I I don't blame Washington for not wanting to trade him and wanting to keep him there. But when a guy is this unhappy, and a guy is this. You know, doesn't trust your your train staff this much. Mm-hmm. At some point, you gotta cut. You gotta cut your losses because it doesn't seem like he's ever gonna gain that trust back. Mm-hmm. And when it's something as serious as like a tumor or an issue of that nature, where like, I mean, it's just not even about your career. It affects your life. It yeah. affects people in your life as well. So yeah, it's gosh, I don't know how that happened, but yeah. it, it did. So we'll uh, you want to move on? Yep. So we'll move on to uh, basically just like a report that came out. Uh, really, I don't know. It's not a lot I got to say on it, but Teddy, I think from was it Mike? Uh, Mike Freeman, uh, part part of NFL, he reported that he uh, I guess he may heard like some speculation or rumblings that Teddy. Might Teddy Bridgewater might get twenty to thirty million next off season per year per uh yeah per year as a quarterback or uh, no uh is it per year yeah it'd be per year dude. It, would, it would be per year so yeah yeah because well, if you pay Teddy Bridgewater like twenty million over four years that's pretty dang cheap yeah that's like that's like a uh, low receiver money yeah. yeah yeah so that's twenty yeah so 
I'm thinking NBA. I don't know why I was thinking like NBA. NBA is weird sometimes. <laughs> I was thinking NBA contracts, but yeah, the uh, this is huge for I think for Teddy and and I think it's the right amount for him. He doesn't want forty to fifty million like that Prescott, which is mm. still ridiculous. Uh, that was kind of exaggerated to fifty million, but forty million is still ridiculous. I think he'll get about twenty-two million, twenty-three million around the, maybe maybe around the twenty-five range. Uh, that's good for a, you know, like we see where he's at starter. He's proven himself to he's he's healthy enough and he's proven himself he can come in and lead the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he not he's not necessarily going to take over. We haven't seen that yet from him coming back yet, but he's not going to make mistakes. He's not going to lose you a game. And around twenty million to twenty five million is a quarterback that is going to do that for you on a contending team, maybe like Chicago or Tennessee. Tennessee, yeah, so, some team like that where great offensive Tampa line, Bay. great offensive line, yeah, great offensive line play. Uh, Tampa doesn't really have great offensive line play. They just have a uh, it's, it's, de- it's decent to solid. True, but they got Bruce Arians back there. They got some great weapons. Great He's weapons from Florida. Same with Chicago. Same with the the Dolphins. Uh, I I'm just saying, like I, I mean, know. the Dolphins could overpay for him. They probably won't though. Uh, and then Tennessee has amazing weapons. Denver. I think I think like a top ten weapons on the team. Denver as well. Denver's a possibility for, uh, know, to get him. Like, I mean, there's a yeah, lot of teams that can I like use the him. I like the running back situation. If you add in if the Sean Hamilton grows, because we know what Quentin sign is. If Sean Hamilton grows into that slot receiver and then add another physical receiver on the outside. They could be a legit offensive team, but they get focused on the offensive too. line because yeah. the offensive line is probably the worst in the league. One of yeah, uh, uh, I mean, but I mean, there's a lot of possibilities where Teddy could go next year. But especially if I'm a team like the Bears, like the Titans, who have top, easily top ten defenses and sometimes top five defenses on any given day, mm-hmm. to where like those defenses can just take over and literally will their team to a victory. Yeah. They need some type of help on the offensive side, especially the Bears. If the Bear, the Bears have some great weapons. They have some depth at those positions as well in receiver, in running back, uh, even at tight end. They have they have a nice one-two punch at tight end. They just don't even use it all. If they can fix the offensive line issues, maybe through the draft, maybe a couple of guys in free agency, and sign a guy like Teddy Bridgewater. Which again, yeah, I agree with you. He's not gonna take over the game, and he's not gonna freaking. Russell Wilson, this crap, and 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 just will everything to victory. I want to say but, yeah, he has not the capability. He does have the capability of doing that, but we just haven't seen it coming back from his injury yet. Yeah, and maybe he maybe and he won't be that guy. But uh, but a team like the Bears, all they need is a guy like an Alex Smith, right? A guy that can manage the game, not throw interceptions, mm-hmm. throw a touchdown or two when you need him to, and just and just be able to stand back there and make good, smart decisions to lead your team to victory. Yeah. And that's what, I mean, like... So you can ask for. I mean, for real, if I'm the Bears, or if I'm the team like the Titans, shoot, if I'm even the team like the, the Broncos, who honestly, I think if they just had a freaking quarterback that was worth something, um, they wouldn't be half bad. Yeah. They actually wouldn't be half bad. They, I think they'd be vying for well, the playoff well, spot, because their defense well, is legit. Other losses they had for the Chiefs won that came in, like, close range. Exactly, yeah. Uh, they haven't been losing by many points. It's just a bad luck season for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, get get right quarterback in the right place. Get a uh, offensive line settled down. Get Garibos out of there. He's just hurting your team. He holds every. He puts you behind the stakes himself. 
has like 20-something holding calls this year. Was they didn't call at all on Sunday against the Colts. What is, what is Probably because they felt sorry for him. I mean, like, he was literally... Because like, he, he got shown up on he was like Thursday pow- night. He was like powerbombing Justin Houston. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, it's awful. <laughs> it's He doesn't, like... Whoever that O-line coach is, it was like... It said, keep doing what you're doing. You're doing an amazing job. He just get fired. Yeah. Because uh, he, he's been doing this for three years. Whoever taught him this, uh, gosh... Like, yeah, he's too off slime coach. Well, I mean, when he came out, he was pretty raw anyways, but he just hasn't developed into what they wanted. Well, he's like, and he's like 26 already. Like, Is he, he really? Was, yeah, he was like, he was an older rookie coming out. Yeah, yeah. Like, he doesn't have a, he doesn't have that big of a window, and he's, yeah. Nah, just, uh, not, uh, I don't want to talk about him, because it's, it's one of the more annoying things to me, watching him play, because he makes the same mistake over and over and over, and just like, yeah. Gosh. Uh, yeah. Again, frustrated right, about let's... it. So we'll uh, move on to Jamal Adams, and uh, <laughs> basically saying that uh, he was hurt by uh, them trying to trade him, and he was kind of comparing himself to like Tom Brady, and uh, who was the other one that he compared? Aaron to? Donald. Aaron Donald. Look, now I'm gonna I'm gonna say my piece real quick. One, stop getting your feelings hurt. It's a freaking business. Mm-hmm. The NFL is a business. They didn't take care of your friends and, and treat you right. No, this is a business. And look, as dumb as I think it would be to trade a guy like Jamal Adams, who I think is one of the better safeties in the NFL, especially, I mean, I'd say over the next couple of seasons, like he will take that spot as being the best safety in the NFL mm-hmm. over the next couple of years, easily, without a doubt. And he could be that right now. Yeah. If the Jets felt trading him was the best thing for them in their future of their franchise quarterback and and moving forward, then they make the deal. It, it's as simple as that. I wouldn't like it. I wouldn't agree with it. But if they think that's what they need to do, do it. Now, make the decisions. Don't waver on your decisions and make them and live with your decisions. I agree with you. Uh, but right. him being upset and like, my yeah. feelings are hurting. No, you're, you're not Tom Brady. You're not a six-time Super Bowl champion. You're not Aaron Donald. You're not like a hundred-time defensive player of the year and could go down as one of the greatest defensive players in the history of the NFL. Mm-hmm. Like He's not there yet. He's, he's, no, he's not close his third there. year. year. Yeah. And, uh, he could get to that level. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jamal Adams is, is, is an amazing player. Yeah. But, like, chill out, bro. Yeah, it's... Like, it I, is, it's a business, man. I agree with you. And they didn't, they didn't trade you. How about that? Yeah. Get over it. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, like, it is a business. Uh, they ultimately didn't trade him, but, like, it is a business. Uh, and we can say if it was a stupid decision or not, it probably was would have been a stupid decision to do that because he's still a young player developing. It's, yeah. I don't get it. Uh, I wouldn't have got it, but, like, it I mean, is a business. he's one of those guys you build around on a team. Like, he's that good. Yeah. But. Yeah. And also, uh, just to add a note here, decline, like, the GM wanted to meet with him again after all the stuff and he declined to meet with him so Jamal Adams looks like he's going to be out next year I think or they're going to fire that GM for being so stupid like, I don't know you train your best player what on a Here's rebuilding the thing, team though. I think that has a chance to compete if they get an offensive line that resembles an like, that resembles an NFL offensive line instead of a high school offensive line yeah. uh, they they can compete for a playoff spot 
Yeah, if they gave Sam Darnold some time back there, Sam Darnold could make some magic happen. Like, like Adam Gase isn't a bad play caller. He's a terrible head coach. He's not a bad play caller. Yeah. Some uh, yeah. Some guys are just meant to be a, a play caller. Yeah, and and now if you told me last year they had they hired. I don't know, Greg Williams is the head coach, right? But then they were like, Adam Gase is their OC. I'd be like, man, I like that. But when they hired Adam Gase as their head coach, I was like, I just don't, I just I don't, don't think he's, either. I just don't think he's a great head coach. I don't think he's a great leader. And they had Eric B and me, which we'll say for we'll say this way: we don't know where he would be as a head coach, but has all the intangibles to become a really good head coach. Coming from Andy Reid, Andy Reid's proven to produce uh, at least decent head coaches. Yeah, because he teaches them. He he allows them to. Yeah. To grow his coaches and, and gives him a lot of responsibility. And I think probably he's maybe a better play caller than Adam Gase, maybe because Adam Gase likes to run a lot of screens. Yeah, no, I, I I'm think not he's a big fan of caller. Yeah, yeah, and I, I mean, just, shoot, he might be a better play caller than Nagy. And Nagy was Nagy's a great play caller, in my opinion. I think he's really smart. But yeah, when you have a guy like Eric Bieniemy, like why aren't you hiring him? Ah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> All right, so we'll uh, you ready to move on to games predictions? Yep. All right, so we'll. Move on to the uh, Thursday night game tonight, Halloween night, Thursday night football, San Francisco at Arizona. This is the spirit of Halloween. I'm gonna go with Arizona. Really? It's a. I'm going with them. It's uh, they're at home. Uh, San Francisco plays Seattle next week in San Francisco. Uh, maybe looking ahead. Uh, I like I like where this uh, Arizona team is. I think I do too, though. I, I like I like their I like the way they play every week. And Halloween night, yeah, you know I mean, it can get weird sometimes. So I'm gonna go Arizona. All right, I'm gonna go San Francisco. I think I still think San Francisco is just an absolutely incredible football team um, from the top down, from offensive side to defensive side of the ball, coaching wise to personnel wise. I mean, look, I love the way Cliff Kingsbury has this team going. I, mm. I, I feel like he's leading them in the right direction. I feel like they're all, I feel like the way they play football is like they come in and they just they play their butts off. Yeah. They may not be great. They may not be at the level of, you know, of San Francisco or New England or things like or Seattle, but they come in and they, they play their butt off. Like mm. you can tell every week, like when you watch them, like like I'll, I'll watch this game tonight just simply because the, I know the Cardinals are going to try to give them a game. Yeah. Uh, they gave uh, New Orleans game for three for three quarters. Exactly. It yeah. wouldn't shock me, and that was in New Orleans. Yeah. Uh, was it in New Orleans? Uh, gosh, I think it was right. Uh, was it? Yeah, it was in New Orleans. Yeah. Yeah, I can't find. Yeah, it was. It was New Orleans. This is in Arizona. Uh, Halloween night, Thursday night football. Not everybody's a hundred percent. I think Arizona's on their like third or fourth running back. Uh, but I think uh, San Francisco has some banged up people as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forgot who was all banged up for them, but they got some banged up people. And it's how I'm just saying, keep saying this: where stuff happens on holiday on holiday games. Uh, I won't be surprised if this could be a blowout by San Francisco. But they're looking. I think they might be looking to uh, uh, Seattle next week. This is a quick. Thursday night turnaround, and I'll say this: like when you come off winning a blowout victory, mm-hmm. um, again, especially against a team like the Panthers, who you know I think a lot of people consider like a pretty solid football team. Like, yeah, you do have that factor of like guys getting a little lax and you know and getting a little loose and just not not playing as tight, not being as disciplined. So there are those things, there are those possibilities. Um, to go, I think this will be a close game. 
I feel like this will be like a 28-24, um, closer than you think kind of game. We're like, this, the Cardinals actually gave him a pretty competitive game. Yeah, yeah. I agree with you on that. So we'll... Uh, you good? Yeah. Oh, you read now. Yeah, I, I was like trying to transition. I couldn't think of a transition. <laughs> so I was like, okay, cool. And then, uh, so yeah, we'll move on to uh, our third or fourth London game of the year. Third? Third? It's the third one. I think we had a I we had a London game last week, and yeah, yeah it's so it's, it, it's the fourth one. My bad. Uh, yeah, so uh, it's Houston at Jacksonville. Uh, they just really love forcing Jacksonville in primetime games. I think because they like the Con family. Uh, probably yeah, Cadell likes the Con family. Yeah. But they're, yeah, they're pretty. They're pretty smart people too. Yeah, and yeah, that was because those Tony Thursday Cons. nights. Tony Cons he's like, guy. you know what? I'll take the Thursday night games. I'll take the London games. Mm. Uh, he's a big person in London too, so they got like a good amount of Jacksonville fans there. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, if you're of any game, this would be this would be the legit home game for them. Or like, if any team that moves over there, it'd be like it'd be the Jaguars. Yeah, uh, which I hope they don't. But I, I, I just want to be smart, like travel wise. Travel wise, yeah, yeah. Just be dumb. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. This London game's a weird. So we got a Texans team that I'm not very confident in. So it's Jacksonville versus the Texans. Jacksonville almost beat them last time in Houston. This is in London. There's a lot of Jacksonville fans in London. I'm going to go Jacksonville with this. Uh, I don't. Houston's offensive line has played better, but I think that's due to like quick pass game and stuff. But if they're not able to slow down. A Leonard Fournette rushing attack that seems to be picking up here, uh, especially with JJ Watt being out. Mm. Uh, I don't see them really doing too much on the offensive end. With uh, it showed it, uh, they were like saying uh, how great Nick Bosa is, like being one on one situations. Mm. And the only person or the only rookie that was in front of him, Josh Allen. Yep. Uh, Oh yeah, Josh Allen's uh, better at being one-on-one situations here, and he gets a lot of those because Clayce Campbell takes up two people. Yeah, uh, like physically, he's just a giant yeah. human, mm-hmm. and, <laughs> and he's that good. I think if you stop this run game and force in the pass, their secondary is still pretty solid without uh, Jalen Ramsey. Force in the stay one-dimensional, even though you have Deshaun Watson back there. If you force them to stay one-dimensional. It hurts the team. Any team, if you force New England to be one-dimensional, it hurts them because they're so predicated off the run. Mm. Uh, it's one the it's won the battle up front. Jacksonville wins this game, and I think they're going to do that. So I'm going to go with Jacksonville. All right. Uh, yeah, this was the game I was thinking thinking pretty good about, but I've got the Texans winning. I was going to pick Jacksonville again because London games are weird. Things kind of happen. Like teams don't play as well. The jet lag can hurt them um, just because it's such. It's, such a long, you know, flight and trip to get there and get ready and settled and everything. But I'm, I will go with the Texans. I think Deshaun Watson is playing absolutely incredible this season. I, I think he's um, an MVP candidate. I, you know, if he, I wouldn't be surprised if um, he's up there as as like a legit nominee by the end of the season. Mm-hmm. He's playing that. He's playing that great. I think he's going to be able to will this team to a victory. I think the Jaguars are good. I don't think they're like anything special. No. And now, if Nick Foles was in, I would trust him a little bit more. But I think Gardner Minshew is, is suspect to or subject to having 
Bang. off games, not playing super great, not being a guy that can take over and uh, and kind of like reduces back to being a backup. I think it happens at times. You can see it. Now, I will say, what's going to be the difference is that Jacksonville pass rush. Mm-hmm. If Josh Allen and Calais Campbell can wreck this game and get constant pressure on Deshaun Watson, they will keep this game close. And if the Jaguars run the ball effectively, again, like you said, without J.J. Watt, without a guy like that on that defensive line that can really anchor, anchor your defense and make things happen, if Leonard Fournette gets going, this Jaguars team could really pick up and, and, and maybe blow them out. Yeah. I mean, like, it could be that kind of game. But I think it'll be close. I think it'll be like a, I think it'll be like a 27-24 type of game where Houston, where Deshaun Watson's going to have to go down and win the game again by himself, th- making stupid plays, breaking out of the pocket and doing things like that because he, that's what he's had to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's had to be like Russell Wilson in a sense, like when Russell Wilson's offensive line was atrocious where he's having to run around, escape, and, <clears throat> and try not to get hit while also making a play 40 yards down the field to... Well, granted, he has a great receiver, luckily. But I, th- I think Deshaun Watson's capability in this game, mm-hmm. and I just think I think Houston is just playing as a team right now. I think they're playing pretty good. Yeah. And I think I think they're a little bit better right now than Jacksonville. Yeah. So we'll uh, move on to the 1 o'clock games. Uh, Minnesota at Kansas City. Uh, I don't... I don't know what you're doing, Houston. Stop. Uh, so we'll. Uh, so, who you got here? Minnesota at Kansas City. This one's a tough one for me. Uh, I like. I'm, I'm going to pick Minnesota. I don't know why I said it like that, <laughs> but I'm going to pick the Vikings. I, I think. I think they run the ball great. I think Dalvin Cook is having an incredible season. Like he's he's playing amazing. That offensive line is run blocking very well. They're pass blocking pretty solid as well. I think they've gotten better as a unit from the from what they've been. And I think Kirk Cousins, look, we've seen this defense. We've seen Aaron Rodgers shred this defense. I think Kirk Cousins can do the same. I think Kirk Cousins can come in. It's at Kansas City, right? Yeah. I think he can come into Kansas City and torch that defense. I don't think their secondary is good at all. I don't think they do a lot of things well on the defensive side of the football. And, yeah, if Adam Thielen is hurt, that's going to concern me a tiny bit. But I feel like Stefan Diggs, Kyle Rudolph, uh, even Laquan Treadwell, I think guys like that are going to be serviceable enough um, to allow Kirk Cousins to flourish and have a good game. And I think they're going to be able to control this ball on the ground in a way that the Colts did against them, running the football well, dominating them up front, playing great defense. And I, I trust the Vikings defense way more to shut down Matt Moore than I do the Chiefs defense to even s- to stop anything that the Vikings are going to be able to do. Yeah. Now, if Pat Mahomes was in this game, it, yes, it'd be different. But he's not. It's Matt Moore. And yeah. I think Matt Moore played solid last week, but I don't think he's going to be able to play well enough. And this could hurt. I mean, the they should make the playoffs. Their, their division is is crap this year mm-hmm. but this could create a little bit of um could make the division a little tighter and it could force kansas city stupidly to bring back pat mahomes when they don't need to and yeah exactly getting hurt worse just so, like the redskins did with rg3 that's why i was because the thing about trying to play him back in this game but like i don't know oh, they why, shouldn't why. they still have a very like it, it's it, a very real chance it, they still it, could wh- win whoever makes that decision to bring him back early and they will 
and he gets injured, which he probably will. Mm -hmm. That's on them because this location is uh, not a uh, surgeon or a, a physician, but like if you get like this location, there might be something that yeah, you know, like could have tore or like kind of slightly tore in your uh, ligaments. Oh, it's strained. Or, yeah, uh... and it put some pressure on it, and you go back out there, and you. It, it could just completely tear on you. Or, yeah, and the way the offensive line has played, they haven't been super healthy. And he'd be out for half of la next season, too. Whoever Whoever's making that decision needs to think long and hard uh, about bringing him back in that New England game. Because they don't really need him for all these games. They can go, they can have five losses going to that New England game, and I think they'll be fine. Because I think they can win the division at 9-7. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't, it, obviously, playoff scene's important, but... And especially in the AFC with New England there, but uh, you have an injured quarterback. You want your quarterback healthy. It doesn't matter where you play in the playoffs. Yeah. It just matters about winning the game. So, uh, But I got Minnesota here. Uh, like you said, I think it's just a mismatch problem. Uh, Kansas City might stop the run a little bit, but the pass game is going to get shredded. Yeah. Uh, I think Thielen might be out this game again. Yeah, I've seen some things where he's probably going to be out. So, uh, but I still I still like the matchup with uh, Madison, the uh, rookie, uh, the running back, uh, rookie running back. I like him in a receiving game matchup against uh, their linebackers. We've seen last week where their linebackers just couldn't guard anybody to save their life. Mm. Uh, and... I don't, and I like the receiving core. It's not like the most flashy one at the at the moment because Thielen's out, but uh, BC Johnson's pretty good. Uh, Laquan Treadwell is a good route runner. He just needs to catch the football. Uh, and yeah, we and we've seen flashes where he can do it. They got two really good tight ends, a young one and an old one, Kyle Irv Rudolph and, and Irv Smith, yeah, or Randy, aka Randy Moss. They do, uh, yeah. <laughs> and then and then obviously stuff on Diggs. I wonder there. if Randy Moss okayed that. Or if they, I guess maybe they, they haven't retired they, his number. They don't really have to do it. They didn't even retire Oh, yeah. Him. I mean, they don't have to. But come yeah. on, it's Randy freaking Moss, dude. Yeah, but uh, I, I got Minnesota. I just don't. I, this matchup, uh, matchup problem here, I okay. think. So we'll move on. To, we'll, we'll, take, we'll do a quick one here. A couple, actually three quick ones in a row. Uh, Washington at Buffalo. Which I think Buffalo. Obviously, you probably got, you got Buffalo. Yes, I got Buffalo. <laughs> I got Buffalo, so... I think their defense is dominating. They're going to be able to shut down whatever the Redskins are going to be able to do. And Sean McDermott is just coaching this football team pretty well. Yeah. And I don't think their offensive struggles are going to hurt them at all in this game. Yeah, I don't think so either because, sadly enough, whoever's going to be back at quarterback, probably not Case Keenum. I think he had a concussion last week. Mm -hmm. Dwayne Haskins does not look promising so far. He's yeah. not looked... And honestly, it's, I don't think it's a fault of him. I think it's a fault of the coaching staff. They haven't given him a chance. They haven't. Well, they don't put him in games to let him grow. I like, know. They haven't done any of that. I know, but like, what, but his decision making and some of his pa passes and he, and have again, been pretty bad. His thing is like a true. It's, it's just like a Trubisky situation. Granted, he played way better in college than Trubisky did in that single season, but he has one season of starting experience coming into the NFL. Yeah, one season. That's what we forget with Trubisky, and that's what we're gonna. That's what everybody's gonna forget about Dwayne Haskins. I understand, like it doesn't matter once you're drafted, you got to produce and you got to perform. But like we got to give Dwayne a little bit of time. I think Dwayne has capabilities of being even better than what Trubisky could, because I think he's a better passer of the football. 
but the coaching staff has yeah, to take a little bit more serious in trying to develop him. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we'll. But I agree. Like I don't think he's been great. Yeah. So we'll uh, move on to Indianapolis at Pittsburgh. Uh, we'll keep this one short and sweet. I got Indianapolis. Uh, just think. This could be a uh, slugfest like it was last week, or it could be like an Indianapolis blowout because really, kind of look at it, Pitt was very close to losing the Miami game, and the Miami was like, you know what? 0-16 sounds really good. We'll let you get a Hail Mary for the first half. We'll just let you walk into the end zone. That's what they did. No, don't. And they caught a terrible, like, why are you blitzing on third and 18? It doesn't yeah. make any sense. Yeah. Just play good coverage. And stop him before this day. I don't Also that also that play lost me in fantasy as well. <laughs> like they get like twelve points off of that because they had Mason Rudolph. But yeah. I, I like the meme right now that like the Kawhi Leonard saying, Hey, hey, hey. Gosh. And uh it was it was like when the Dolphins are at fourteen zero in the first mm. quarter and Brian Flores comes up and was like, Hey, hey, <laughs> like yeah. Yeah, uh, like they're they're actively trying to tank. It's like not even it's not even like they're trying to hide it. Yeah. So I got Indianapolis <laughs> here because I think they would have lost that game against Miami. Okay. Uh if Miami just wasn't tanking and trying to beat out Cincinnati who's also trying to tank. Alright. Uh this this probably gonna be a blowout. So here's my upset of the week. Is the Steelers. Colts historically don't play well in Pittsburgh. All right. The Colts, there's always those games that I think the Raiders are a pretty solid football team, but there's always those games in every season that teams will lose that they're not supposed to. Right? I think the Steelers are a team like that. I think Mason Rudolph is capable enough with the weapons he has to be able to make some plays against this Colts secondary. And the Colts defense I thought played well last week. But they're often struggled, right? I don't think the Steelers are on the same level of the Broncos, but I think the Steelers have a very good defense. I think they play hard. I think they're physical. I think they hit you in the mouth. And I think they match up well to what the Colts do physically on the offensive line. Mm-hmm. And I think they can keep this game close. And I think this could come down to a field goal like it did last week against Denver. Uh, so I just don't see that happen. Uh I think if you're, you're talking about trap games, your trap game was uh, Oakland or Tampa later in the year because of their receiving core in your secondary hasn't been the best. Except Rocky Sin's been very promising. Tampa. Uh, had a bad game, but he's a rookie. Rookies have bad games, but, yeah, I don't see that happening in Houston. I don't I think you just won the reason to have Indianapolis so you can pick against Indianapolis. So, uh, <laughs> so we'll go Jets. At Miami, we'll keep this one the minimum of ten seconds. Jets because Miami's trying to tank. I'm gonna pick my. No, I'm gonna pick the Jets this one. I just I don't see any other way Miami wins a game. Wins a game this year, and we'll have a tank bowl going off. Spoken about thirty interceptions in that game. I think Cincinnati and my Cincinnati and Miami play later. I think maybe in a couple weeks. So that's gonna be a fun poop fest. Who is it? Miami and who? Cincinnati. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know who's going to – that may be like the lowest attending game in NFL history. <laughs> All right, so we'll move on to uh, Tennessee at Carolina. Uh, I'll let you go while I try to look up whenever that Cincinnati game is. Tennessee at Carolina. I'm a big Carolina. I think they're going to bounce back strong this week. I don't think Kyle Allen's going to make nearly as many mistakes as he did. 
um, against the San Francisco defense. Now, I, again, like I said earlier, I think the Tennessee defense is one of the best ones in the league. I think on any given Sunday, they have the capability of winning the game for their team on their backs. I think they have that kind of ability on defense. Mm-hmm. I think they're coached that way on defense. But, yeah, yes, Ryan Tannehill has won two games in a row. Good job, Ryan Tannehill. Now you're playing a real team in the Panthers. Yeah. What are you going to be able to do? That yeah. that's my question. The Panthers are am I I think are good at creating turnovers. I feel like they play very good sound defense. I think they're coached well. I don't think they're world beaters on defense. I don't think they're the freaking Bears or the Patriots or anything like that. But they play well, they're sound and I think they're going to be able to force um them into turnovers. Um and and Ryan Tannehill is a guy that has had a lot of turn, you know, has had a lot of issues as far as turning it over and losing games for his team and not playing well. And I think Christian McCaffrey is going to have a big game. Yeah, because uh, for whatever reason, everybody knows he's getting the ball. Everybody knows he's touching the ball a thousand times a game, and nobody can really stop him. Yeah. So yeah, Carolina too. Uh, yeah. Well, I'll go to the Miami Cincinnati game here real quick. Mark your calendars for December twenty second. Sounds great. I will. For that fast, they, this might be two zero one fifteen or two zero one fourteen teams battling out. So uh, we'll so Carolina or Tennessee awful. at Carolina. That'd be absolutely awful. All right, Carolina. Uh, I I agree with you. Whatever you said, uh, I, Tannehill still needs to prove himself against a, a lot better team and a lot more sound team, a lot better culture team. And uh, that's the reason I'm picking uh, Carolina. Is I think Tannehill's going to make more mistakes than Kyle Allen. Kyle Allen hasn't proven to make a lot of mistakes, so. Yeah, so I don't see uh, Tennessee really getting much going in this game. Mm. So uh, I got Carolina. All right, so we'll move on to uh, uh, Chicago at Philadelphia. Uh, disappointing year for Chicago, uh, me personally. As a Chicago fan, very disappointing. But yeah. same for Philadelphia fans who expected to be like, Twenty and zero already. Uh, yeah, I, games through the season. I thought the I thought the Eagles would be way better. Yeah, I, I thought both teams. I thought they would already had a playoff spot. Lot and play. No, I didn't. I I had them at nine seven. I then I wasn't buying into the hype. I think a lot of people were saying, uh, but they're a solid team and they're a Super Bowl caliber team. When on the right week, yeah, they're probably gonna be on the right week again because I don't I don't know what the Bears. I think Ryan Pace is an idiot. I think he's probably forced in Nagy to play Trubisky at this point. Yeah, because it's like, oh crap, we traded up to get him. Well, he traded up to get him. Well, yeah, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't that coach that did, and John he Fox wasn't even there too. But yeah, uh, you know, not the biggest fan, Nagy. I think he's very arrogant, uh, not a good leader. Yeah, but give him a quarterback that he wants, or just put in Chase Daniels at this point, because maybe a good like benching, like a good timeout for a kid, or good. Uh, yeah, Trubisky's got to be benched. Yeah, like uh, I'm trying. Like grinding a kid, it helps a lot. Trubisky probably needs to be benched, and maybe he can get his psyche back. Like maybe he can like everything can align, and he throws like 500 yards for the rest of the season. But something needs to happen here, and I just don't see it happening against this Philadelphia team. Yeah, so, uh, I'm gonna go Philadelphia, and it's in Philly too. So yeah, I've got Philadelphia as well. Um, I. I... I, I think last week you saw against a really good defense in, or against an elite defense in the Bills who have um, struggle, who struggle on offense consistently. Yeah. I think you saw an Eagles team that was able to compete and win that game um, fairly easily. And I think this week it will be no different. I think the Bears defense is going to be on the field 
a crap ton. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to get exhausted. Um, and for right now, this for this game for both teams is a make or break game in my opinion. The Bears are three and four. The Eagles are four and four. Yes, the Eagles division is going to help them a little bit because it's not like the the Cowboys and them are a little bit closer in records. But especially the Bears, man. The Bears got to win this to have any hopes of continuing a playoff a playoff berth. Yeah, and I just don't see it. And I don't see it, man. Like again, I agree with you, Nagy. Yes, he's arrogant. Yes, I feel like he deflects a lot of blame and he he blames other people and doesn't take ownership sometimes of saying like I'm the coach, I need to get it better. I think he does that a lot. Mm-hmm. But yeah, give him a quarterback that he's a smart play caller. We saw it in Kansas City. He took over when Andy Reid was having tr- uh, struggles and he changed that offense and made them way more dynamic than they had been in that whole season in the past couple seasons before that yeah we saw what he's capable of we saw what he's capable of last year with Trubisky still learning is is it Trubisky's regressing is it things like that I don't know but they gotta make some type of change um and stop having pride of like well we I traded up to get him and you got like no like yeah, you made a mistake. Own up to it, and now put another quarterback in. Because the Bears, again, I will say this every week, have too much talent not to be in the playoffs. Yeah, I especially agree. on the defensive side of the football, it's yeah. ridiculous. And on the offensive side, just the like, yeah, quarterback especially. position is pretty bad. The offensive line hasn't held, but like the quarterback position, like the last couple weeks have held up against very good pass rushes. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Trubisky dropped a ball. Like he hit his lineman and dropped the ball. Yeah. Uh, and then do a terrible interception, staring down Trey Burton for 20 yards. Yeah. Uh, it's on him. Mm-hmm. That, that loss was on him yesterday. And I haven't said that much about Trubisky because I don't think a lot of the losses have been on, solely on him. Yeah. I think it's been, like, more blamed to somewhere else on the team. Mm-hmm. But that loss was on him. Yeah. It really was. All right. So, we'll move on to Detroit at Oakland. Uh, I'll make this short and sweet because I don't have a lot of stuff to say about this except that it's a matchup problem. I like this matchup problem for them. Uh, I really like Denver or Detroit's run defense. I think they're going to be able to slow down Josh Jacobs. And I think their passing and their pass covers and their uh, defensive backs are going to be able to hold up just enough, I feel like, uh, and not allow Derek Carr to get like 28 points on them. I think it's going to be like a 24-17 game. And they keep them under twenty. I can see Detroit winning uh, win this game. And honestly, I don't. I don't see on the off, uh, on Oakland side, and then be able to like slow them down. And I know Detroit likes to play a yeah uh, clock management game. They like to slow down the clock. They like to uh, win time of possession. And I can see this being a very slow pace game where you don't see a lot of possessions in it because Detroit just taking the air out of the ball. So. Uh, I got Detroit in this. Yeah, uh, I'm going to pick Oakland. Oakland's at home. I think Oakland is one of those sneaky teams that teams don't think are as good until they play them. I think John Gruden has coached them extremely well on offense. I think Josh Jacobs is playing um, amazing this season, yeah. especially as a rookie. Uh, and I think they're going to be able to compete with the Lions offensively. I don't think the Lions defense defensively has played great in the last few weeks. I think they've been a little a little average in my opinion, a little bit more average than I would expect that kind of that kind of personnel to be. And I think those will be a close game, but I see the Oakland Raiders coming out winning this game like 2017, 24-21, something like that. Yeah. So, uh we want uh, that was the first 405 game. The next one is Tampa 
at Seattle. Uh, I think this game's going to be a little bit closer than what people think. Uh, Tampa's a good team, mm. but they weird quarterback situation going on. Yeah. Uh, I think they're going to be able to get a pass rush on uh, Seattle when they're passing. Uh, I don't know if they're going to be able to stop the run, though. That's my thing. Uh, they did a good job against Christian McCaffrey, but they've been inconsistent at times with the, with the run stopping. They can stop Chris Carson and force Russell Wilson to pass. We might be able to see an upset here, but I got Seattle in this one. I trust Russell Wilson over Jameis Winston, and I'll say that a million of a million times. Mm-hmm. I'll put I will take uh, Wilson over uh, Winston any day of the week, so or any year. Either so I'm I'm going uh, I'm going Seattle on this one. Yeah, I've got Seattle as well. I, I I just think they're a better football team than the Buccaneers. I think Jameis Winston turns the ball over too much. Like he, and I can't defend him anymore. He is who he is. He's not gonna get any better than what he is. He's not gonna change from what he is. He is who he is, and he loses the game a lot for his team. Stupid turnovers, awful passes in critical situations. Awful decisions in critical situations. This team could be one of the better teams in the NFL because um, I feel like they, I feel like they, they do come the out. I feel like the they do compete. But yeah, they have great talent offensively, defensively. I think the offensive line is actually pretty decent, and for the most part, and Jameis Winston just consistently puts them in bad positions every single mm. week. And I think I think the Seahawks are a team on a mission this season. I think they're one of the sneaky teams in the NFL that you could see in the Super Bowl, and you're like, that makes sense. Like, I get it. Like, mm-hmm. Russell Wilson's playing great. The defense is playing pretty solid. Running game has obviously been one of their strong clues over the past couple seasons. Um, and I just see them, I see them being able to control this the tempo of this game and come out honestly winning this like a like. Like thirty one seventeen, thirty one twenty, or something like that. Yeah, I can see that. Oh, I can see that. It, I don't know if you were thinking of it like a twenty four seventeen game, and then James was like pick at the end. Yeah, I can see that being that type of game. Like it's like it's twenty four ten. Tampa Bay scores, they make them punt, and then it's like oh, Tampa Bay has a chance, and wow, James Winston threw it into quadruple coverage. Yeah, so uh, I can see that happening. Mike so. Evans was wide open in the end zone. He threw it to quadruple coverage. I was just trying to make a play. So uh, <laughs> actually, no, it'll be Chris Godwin wide open and. Yeah, Mike Evans right, triple right. covers. <laughs> so we'll move on to Cleveland at Denver. Uh, I just don't have. I think this may be Drew Locke's first start, or they might go with Hogan. If I'm not, I'm not 100 percent sure on their situation with Drew Locke because I've heard like, well, like multiple times where like he might be back this week, he might be back next week. So I'm gonna go with. I Cleveland. think it's supposed to be the other kid, Allen uh, or whoever it is. Oh, uh, Brandon Allen's. I said Brandon Allen. Uh, is is it? Uh, I'm like Kyle Allen's the quarterback. I uh, know. No, it's. I think it's like Brandon and Austin Allen. I think both of them played at Arkansas. Okay, I think this. Is, is. I, I, yeah, I think. I don't know if they're related to Kyle Allen or not, but okay. Cleveland. I don't know who. I don't. I don't remember his first. Name. I just remember it's Allen. Yeah. So uh, I'm gonna go with Cleveland here. I just. I will as that, well. They. I just think they're a better overall team, and it's gonna be a slugfest of a game. But uh, Cleveland's gonna win this game. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I got Cleveland winning. I just don't think offensively Denver. Especially even when Joe Flacco, they weren't doing anything. They weren't producing. But now with a backup quarterback, I don't see them really doing much at all Yeah. Um, on offense except being able to run the ball somewhat, which now, I mean, honestly, all teams are going to be able to come out and know that's all they're going to be able to do effectively is run the football. And I just don't think 
yes, I think Denver's defense is very freaking good. But I think this could be a game for the Browns to get back on track, to kind of get in the right direction. They could still salvage the season somewhat, maybe maybe make it close like they did last year and have a chance to get into the playoffs because um, they have somewhat of an easy schedule coming up. And this could be the start. Like, hey, every team needs a spark. The Colts last year played the Buffalo Bills. They were 1-5, played the Bills, and then they went on a freaking nine-game stretch until they lost to the Jaguars. Mm-hmm. And then you know, It's about getting to a rhythm. If, yeah, yeah, if they can get to a rhythm with this type of with this type of team that they have. And the schedule coming in. The schedule's pretty easy coming yes. in. So. Like, this this could be the game where the, the, you could look back and be like, man, the Browns really caught fire. Yeah. So. Well, uh... We'll, we'll make this one, I think, quick. I don't, things, I don't, in my opinion, I don't think there's a lot to say about it. Green Bay at the Chargers. I don't know Green Bay here. I just don't trust the Chargers at all. This is yeah. more something I just don't trust them. Uh, this probably like Chargers might win this game, but uh, I want to go with the team that plays more consistent in Green Bay, so I'm going to go Green Bay here. Yeah, I'm going to go Green Bay as well. I think Aaron Rodgers is playing at a different level, especially over the past three weeks. Um, he is just playing out of his mind i think aaron jones is playing great i think this defense is playing very good and i think the chargers are just discombobulated i don't think philip rivers is playing necessarily great this season i don't think they're playing great as a team overall yes i think defensively they have some guys that can that could change the game and make some things happen but honestly i just don't i, I don't know what's been wrong with them I, I i can't under i don't understand it i think anthony lynn's a great head coach i think he's phenomenal i think i, I think they've got out. great personnel but the Chargers, Chargers consistently just disappoint you mm-hmm. every time. They rip your heart out. You pick them. You're like, man, I'd like to see the Chargers do good this year. And they never do. Yeah. Last year was an exception where they were actually had just a good, solid season. Mm-hmm. This year, it's like, again, it's back to the old Chargers. Yeah. Uh, I think I figured it out. Uh, it was uh, it was funny. I saw this. Uh, it was the Chargers posted up a video on the Twitter. It was... Uh, the Office, if, anybody, if anybody's watched The Office, uh, when Stanley comes in, they're trying to guess if he had a mustache or not, and they're kind of seeing if he did, and at the end, you kind of see uh, character Gabe have his hands over uh, uh, Stanley, who they're trying to guess to see if he had, if he had a mustache or not, and when once he like, took his hands away, it flashed over to Philip Rivers, he had this little, like, little skinny mustache. On his face, and then you hear everybody break on, and it was like, "Oh, he does have one. He does have a mustache." I think that's gonna that is because kickstart the team. Him growing that mustache out. Okay, I'm, and like, I'm just playing. I'm just, I'm just throwing stuff out there, but you know, like any like any identity change, like small as the mustache, and they get somebody going because they maybe feel more confident in themselves. Yeah, and look, I don't think the playoff situation for either AFC or NFC is set right now. I don't think the teams that you look at midseason are going to be the teams that you're necessarily going to be seeing at the end of the season. I think a team like the Raiders could sneak up and, and if they can win some games and do what they've done against a team like the Bears, against a team like the Colts, I think they could be a team. I think if the Chargers start catching a little wind and start playing like the team that they're capable of, they could be a team. I think that the Browns, again, like we said, easy schedule. They could be a team, again, that could push for the yeah. playoff spot. It, it, now, the Jets, me and you were both wrong. We're like, man, they have a, this schedule's looking pretty easy. Well, and, of course, they lose last well, week. Well, we kind of have to, you know. Yeah, but <laughs> uh, the Jets are in dysfunction. That's what happens when you hire a coach who probably worried about uh, doing other things in his life than coaching football and a GM who doesn't know how to GM. 
And he probably he knows how to play, he knows how to be a perfect Jets GM. Yeah, I say that. Yeah. So. All right. So we'll be back in just one second. Yeah. All right, and we're back. So we'll we'll go on to the Sunday night football game. Uh, is this considered America's game of the week? Sunday uh, night football, or is I mean, it just I that four twenty-five game? I always think it's probably just that that main four o'clock game is is like, technically so considered what that whatever game. So that's Green going Bay to be. at. At Chargers, I mean, that's probably it's the best like, game they got. It's not even the Chargers state. It's like a, it was say Green Bay at Green Bay for this one. Uh, yeah, that's probably game America's game of the week. But we're on the Sunday night football, which should be America's game of the week. New England at Baltimore. Uh, there's a lot I gotta say about this game, and uh, trying to save my energy for this one because uh, this game I can't wait to watch it. A uh, big Lamar Jackson fan. I think he's played phenomenal this year. I think he's proved everybody wrong. And I got Baltimore winning this game. Uh, I love what they do on defense. Bill Belichick and basically that Parcells tree a little bit with Nick Saban. Have trouble uh, Nick Saban coming under Bill Belichick. If, a lot of people don't know that. Like Nick Saban did come under Bill. Like he learned. There's a reason Bill. they're like incredible. Yeah. yeah. So, and then both of them kind of. Deviated off of Bill Parcells. Mm. Uh, they struggle with running quarterbacks at times when they face them. Uh, they don't fit. Bill Belichick doesn't face a lot of running quarterbacks, and when you don't face something a lot, you tend to struggle with it because you don't know how to stop it that that much. Like you maybe be able to stop it one game. Like it's like a read option team or a speed option team, like a Navy or an Army, where you think you have it figured out and you stop them one game, but the next game they could just go for like 50 points on you and like 400 yards rushing. Uh, running quarterbacks are very tricky in the NFL because not a lot of people see them. Mm. Uh, especially with the offense that is designed like this one. Uh, I'm blanking on the offense coordinator, but he's done a phenomenal job. Uh, play I, calling I and everything. Uh, John Harbaugh's not calling the plays as offense coordinator. I'll look it up here when you're talking, but they... Uh, I I love what they're doing, and I think if no one loses a game to anybody this year, it's going to be this game. It's going to be this game in Baltimore, going into their bye week, maybe playing a little bit reckless because they do have a bye week and they can see mistakes, maybe calling some stuff that they normally wouldn't call just so they can get that ready for the playoffs because when they probably need to call it. Um, yeah. I'm going with Baltimore here just because I think they're a great team, and if anybody's going to be in New England this year, and I think somebody will, it is going to be Baltimore. And New England might play a little bit reckless going into the bye week. Just uh, not reckless in the sense of, like, uh, not caring and just throwing interceptions all the place, but reckless in, like, the way they do stuff, the way their formations are, just so they can get a look at what to do in the playoffs and see what works and see what doesn't, kind of experiment a little bit. For the bye week and then, and then go over that bye week and see what they did did wrong and did right. So I got Baltimore on this one. All right, I got New England. Um, I think their defense is just they're, – they're playing at a historic level. And, again, you can say whatever you want about the teams that they're playing and this and that, but they're, it's not that they're just playing good against these teams, right? It's not that they're just playing good defense against a bad team. No, they're, they're absolutely dominating these teams. Like, they're, they're – taking these teams and making them look like college teams. Like, that's how dominant this defense has been. And, yes, I think this will be a close game. I think, yes, it's not the same Joe Flacco-led, Ray Lewis defenses that 
the Patriots have had trouble with in the past. But the Ravens do give the Patriots struggle, whether it's just a, a mental thing for Brady and Belichick, um, you know, playing in Baltimore or playing in New England. Either way, Baltimore always gives them a good game. Mm-hmm. And I think Lamar Jackson is going to have an efficient game running the football. What's going to scare me, and people can say whatever they want, is his passing ability. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think he's grown so much as a passer. And I think, but the, the, the thing is, I think he still has a lot more room to grow. I still think he makes certain mistakes. I still think he's going to be able. I think he's going to be tricked into throwing a couple interceptions. I think he may fumble once or twice. Like, I can see this game being a game where we're like, you know, or some people start going overboard. Like Lamar Jackson's terrible when he's not. It's just he's playing a great defense. Yeah, I can see that being this type of game. But I, I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be like a twenty-four twenty-one. Like I think the Patriots are going to get a little bit of a wake-up call. Like. You know, offensively, like, they've got to start playing better. And I don't think the Ravens' defense is what they were last year. Mm-hmm. But I still think they're good enough and capable enough to turn the – and I think Tom Brady, yes, I think he's still playing at a high level. But he's been a little bit more susceptible to throwing some bad passes, almost throwing some picks. Like, yeah. last week, um, yeah, it was raining and the, the conditions were pretty awful. But, I mean, I Denzel think, Ward should have had a pick in the end zone, but he, he it slipped out of his hand. Like, I think, that, I think they're going to be able to – Cause a call. I think they're going. I think the defenses in this game is what's going to keep this game close. I think that as a cause from when you're talking about Tom Brady, like playing a little bit, like you know, like throwing a little bit bad passes this year. Uh, I think it comes from him stem, uh, stemming from in the off season he gained like 10, 15 pounds. So he excuse me. Uh, so he could uh, stay in the pocket longer, take those hits. Mm. Uh, that he needed to, and when you're staying in that pocket, you're getting you're throwing while you're getting hit a little bit more than he would normally, where he just probably just fall on the ground and get, take a sack and move on to the next play and that force that pass there. But maybe he's trying to force some stuff because he hasn't stayed in the pocket like he has been this year mm. in a while. So I think there may be a couple forced passes there. I, I can see Marcus Peters, Earl Thomas getting an interception, or maybe uh. Taven Young or something like that. Uh, that's even. Uh, uh, I think Levine. I forgot his first name. Levine Jr. has a first name, but or or uh, Marlon Humphrey. There, there's going to be uh, a couple of mistakes. I think by on the, on the New England side here. Uh, but I think first and foremost, so you got to stop the run game. Make them one dimensional in their pass game. Mm. I think it's the way to stop them because. A lot of their stuff, a lot of their design stuff is predicated off the run, like a lot of their screenplays that they get a bunch of yards on. Like, why, why are New England so good on screenplays? Because they run the ball efficiently, and they use, utilize the running backs efficiently. Yeah. If you stop the running backs, I think you can stop uh, New England. Because Edelman, great, uh, we can ever say about him, he's, he's, he's a good but not great wide receiver, but he's a smart wide receiver. He knows how to find the zones. Mm. Same thing with uh, Mama Sanu. Good, not great, but good wide receiver. Uh, knows how to find the zones in the uh, defense. Uh, but if you're if you're constantly passing, maybe you get like a little bit tired, mm-hmm. and a little bit tired, and uh, you're not going to be finding those zones all the time like you were if if you run the football a little bit more or mm-hmm. you're using you're using using those. Uh, running back design plays in those screens. Mm-hmm. And I think Baltimore's going to be able to have that capability to stop that run game 
tire out those wide receivers, force them to run a lot of routes during the game, a lot more than they usually do. Mm. And I think I just I, I just have a good feeling about Baltimore in this game. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't because it's in maybe because it's in Baltimore. If it was new in, in New England, maybe we'll be going with New England, but it's I think because it's, it's in Baltimore. Okay. I got a good feeling about it. So we'll uh, move on to Monday Night Football, last game of the week. Uh, maybe a quick game if uh, maybe it's like a you watch it till halftime for the casual viewer, and you're just like, that's yeah, kind of boring. It's kind of blowout. Uh, also, it's gonna be a really good game because Who who's it though? Dallas at New York. Okay. Giants. Okay. Giants. So yeah. Uh, sorry, fans of the Giants. I usually just say New York. I'm assuming the Giants. I call the Jets the Jets, and I always call the New the Giants New York. So they're the real New York team. I'm sorry for the Jets fans, but the, oh yeah, I mean they, they, they got the two there. they got the two goals. They're they've been better historically. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they played I mean, the greatest game of all time, according to NFL standards. Technically, yeah. Uh, Maybe the most important. Yeah. So. But yeah, I got Dallas in this one. I got Dallas. As yeah, well. I'll let you. I mean, yeah, I don't got much to say. I think I just think Dallas is they're they're a better football team. And I'm not, I mean, I think they're better coached defensively. They, they, I think they're just, I don't think they're as good as what they were last year on defense. Like, I haven't seen that same type of, like, eliteness. But I still think they're going to be able to shut down what the Giants are doing. I think Daniel Jones will play well. I think Saquon Barkley will do what he does. But, I guess, you know, I think this will be similar to what it was early in the season when they played, where the Cowboys took advantage of that secondary. Dak Prescott had a really good game. And... Honestly, don't see this one being that close. Yeah, uh, I think it's honestly going to come if uh, Dan Jones is going to play like a brick here now because he's had this moment. You you see him have these like really good moments, like these flashes of, uh, uh like he could he could become a great quarterback, and then he has his rookie moments. Mm-hmm. I think it's more can you minimize those rookie moments in this game, and but I don't know. I don't see him doing that against a defense like uh. Dallas, so uh, yeah, so I got Dallas one this one, uh, maybe in a blowout, but I think it's gonna be a little bit closer than people think. All right, so I think it wraps it up. All right, well, uh, we appreciate you guys listening to our week nine recap, or <laughs> excuse me, our week nine predictions, uh, a little early in the morning, mm-hmm. but and we, you know, we appreciate you guys, you know, coming back, listening, checking us out. And, uh, you know, hopefully you're enjoying the podcast. Like, you know, yeah. like we say, like we enjoy doing this. It's just, again, it's just, this is just a way for us to talk football, just to enjoy it and have fun. And, you know, when anybody listens, I think it's pretty cool. Even if it's four, 12, eight, six, I don't care what it is. Like we just enjoy it. Um, and it's just something we, you know, we like to do. So we appreciate you guys. Why where can they find you? Uh, underscore Sparky underscore four. And you can, you can follow me at Varsity Ginger 55 and that's on Instagram and Twitter for both of us. And, Hope you guys have a great weekend. Hope you guys, you know, have a great weekend of football mm-hmm. and enjoy it. Uh, and Alabama and LSU this week, too. Is, so that what, is it this week? Yeah, so if you're a college football Are we fan. sure? Are we sure it's this week? 100%, but, like, check it. I thought it was... You're probably right. Uh, check it real quick before yeah, we get off this. Yeah, I think I just go down the way. Is it this week? Is it next week? It can be next week. I thought it was this week. It's not popping up. Yeah, it is next week. Wow. I thought it was this week. This yeah, week. I thought it was next week. Yeah, this is right. I was pretty wrong. I was 100% well, if it, positive. If it was this week, I'd, I'd be pretty hyped. Well, yeah. it's going to be 100% positive, but yeah. that was in the wrong case there. I was, I was pretty certain it was this week because I looked it up, and 
uh, yeah, so, yeah, I guess it is next week, so. All right, yeah, well, um, again, but, like, hope you guys have a great weekend. Hope you enjoy some football. Hope you enjoy whatever you're doing. And until next time, y'all, peace. See you.